Welcome to StockBullies.com. My name is Hurry. In this episode, we're going to be talking about SPACs. SPACs are special purpose acquisition companies. Um, they're also referred to as shell companies. Um, prior to 2020, they weren't as po- popular. Um, now most companies um, would, wouldn't would really use SPACs. SPACs were really uh, big in 2020. Um, it, it could be attributed to Many things. Uh, obviously, the COVID is, is one of them, and um, yeah. So we'll get, we'll get into what SPACs are and and the risks, and uh, yeah, just really just talk about them and give you some examples of some SPACs that have been good and some that have been bad, and yeah. So we'll just jump right into it. Uh, so what are SPACs? Um, SPACs are. Uh, like I said, shell companies, uh, companies held in uh, trust. Uh, so, if you, if myself, and you know yourself, and a group of friends wanted to put our money together, and we want to go after a company that that's privately held, and we want to buy it and and bring it to uh, the public markets, uh, that's kind of what's happening. Uh, you're you're putting your money together. Uh, with a bunch of other uh, shareholders and you're going after some private companies that uh, don't want to go the traditional way of IPOing and so is there anything wrong with it um yeah because you're you're not really so let's say um a more recent IPO so IPO means like a company that was privately held and then it went public to the stock market and so that transition is called ipo like the initial uh offering and so with SPACs, um the way it works is you're giving your money uh and you don't know who you're buying so when airbnb did an ipo you kind of knew Airbnb's business. You really were limited in terms of like financial information, but you kind of had an idea of the business operation, its uh, popularity, uh, to use it, you know, does it have a future or not? Um, you could find some information uh, online uh, in terms of like valuations. If you do enough searching, you can find out. Um, uh, along the way since they first uh started the business they've raised capital and the valuations those the, the, the that money was raised um you can find that online but anyways so if you wanted to buy airbnb um you kind of had a somewhat of a background into what you were investing um when it did go public and it you know first started trading on the stock market the difference with the SPAC is you're giving up your money and you don't know what your money along with others is going to buy. So the money is held in trust. Most SPACs start off at $10 and they'll publicly tell you like how many shares they are going to be issuing. They're going to tell you what kind of company they're targeting and uh, possibly why. And they kind of give you a timeline as well. Most of them when do they plan to uh, acquire that company so basically just give you a recap spac is a corporation 
it doesn't run a business there's no business in it it's just basically set up so that it can collect your money and put it into a trust they don't touch it legally and so they don't spend it if they don't buy a company successfully they'll give the money back uh so it's it's somewhat safe in that sense um you're not going to lose more than the the initial offering and in like i said most cases are ten dollars and um so yeah the the good thing is you know you typically don't lose more than the minimum the ten dollars uh if you paid more than ten dollars that difference you may lose that so if you paid eleven dollars uh, you may lose a dollar per each share um that you overpaid and and that happens if you don't buy right away when they initially uh, offer uh there are rare cases where it does dip below the ten dollars uh, and that's like usually in odd cases where um, the people have bought are desperately trying to get out they can't find anybody and so they'll you know try to offer it less than the ten dollars and that's an extreme case um but uh it, it's, it's, it's it's rare but it's been seen um in 2020 um so that's the SPAC basically a corporation run by individuals and usually they're experienced individuals um you know uh i'll give you some names like uh, mark cuban a lot of us um, may know mark cuban from shark tank he also owns the dallas mavericks he's had his own spac um jay-z has had his own spac we've seen some other um african-americans such as master p uh, baron davis a basketball player um these so basically when you invest into a SPAC, you're really investing into the administration you don't know who they're going to buy but you have faith in in the way they think and and the way they you know have conducted business in the past and so that's where you're putting your faith in is in their experience and that they will do what's in be- what's the best what's the best for not only themselves but also uh, uh you and so you're investing in them uh, as opposed to the company because you just don't know who they're going to be targeting now they you know i said they'll give you a timeline if they don't um, successfully find a company to buy with your money along with their money they'll just give that back uh, it sucks you're tying up your money in something that may or may not you know pop uh are there advantages i mean yeah like you're getting into companies i guess this is like some people have referred to SPACs as the uh poor like poor man's ipo um so in typical ipos like uber uh, uh sorry pre 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 ipo like uber or airbnb they don't pay uh what the market pays so airbnb there's probably investors that bought it like at 50 dollars a share um you know a couple years back and now it's you know trading you know close to 200 dollars a share so we don't typically have access to that if you um it's it's really hard to get into pre-ipo investments you can though i mean if you have a minimum of 50k i know um one uh, online brokerage that does uh help with um 
uh, getting you involved into some companies uh, when they do raise capital. Uh, you can go to sharepost.com and uh, the if you have 50, I think the this is a couple years ago uh, where I came across them. Uh, they, they required 50K or more. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't entertain it. So that is something that uh, that is something that is available to you. But if you, you know, if you don't have that option, uh, this I would consider this being the maybe the closest to kind of getting in at a lower valuation uh, before the run up, uh, assuming that the company that is targeted is going to be uh, really successful in the future. So so what is this back? I'll just give a recap. Basically, it's a, it's, a, it's a shell company. It's just a corporation that's been set up just to hold the money in trust. So they'll offer X amount of shares. So let's say 100 million shares at $10 a piece. And they'll collect that from everybody. And then the amount that they have, you know, 10 times 100 million, um, a billion dollars. They'll take that billion dollars um, and uh, look for a company that's worth a billion dollars. And there's obviously fees uh, associated with it. Um, so they may not necessarily uh, get uh, a company worth a billion. It may be less than that. And um, and then they'll take it public. Uh, and why would a company, privately held company, do this? It's a lot easier um, to go public and IPO on your own. Um, there are uh, costs with that. There are... Uh, you got valuations um, by investment uh, firms and uh, you run into the risk of that. And um, like Airbnb wanted to IPO, they never seen, you know, COVID coming. Um, so things can come along the way and disrupt your business and your valuation uh, might be affected. Uh, we'll see that. I mean, uh, this is being recorded February 3rd. You know, we're kind of seeing that with Robinhood. They had um, uh, an exodus of members because uh, there was a there was a, a lot of hype around certain stocks and they were limiting people and people were upset with that. And they decided to take their business elsewhere because they felt that, you know, well, not only felt there's some that have lost quite a bit of money in their actions. And so some people were disappointed with that. And so that sentiment, right? I don't think Robin Hood coming into 2021 expected an incident of that kind. That may affect its valuation because of the members that they've lost. Maybe, maybe not. And so sometimes there are reasons where are uncontrollable that affect your valuation. And and then if you fear that you may not get what you're worth in the public market, you can just uh, go out, go through a SPAC that, you know, regardless of a lot of things, will just hand you over the money and, and, and bring you to the public market. So, yeah, the, the, that's really the reason. If you have something like that's am like amazing, um, you don't necessarily need a SPAC. You can go to, you know, the public market and, and, and gain access to, you know, higher valuations and, and run-ups in your share price. But... Uh, there could be many other reasons that I may not think of, but I always think of uh, valuations as being the most important one. But um, yeah, um, or if you, yeah, or if you think you're under, you're worth less, or if you think you're worth less, and you uh, 
um, can get um, or, or if a SPAC is overvaluing it, why not take that money instead? And so anyhow, that that's what um, a SPAC is. We'll go into some examples of um, some SPACs and there it's always it's not always a good it's not always um i've seen some trends and i'll share that with you like uh, things can go really well and sometimes uh, they may not and so here's an example of a company called uh nicola uh, this is probably the the beginning of the spac hype this happened uh, sometime in june and we've seen this um, in June of 2020. Um, this company, Nicola, oh yeah, and so this company, Nicola, um, basically, they were a private company. And you can see at the beginning, um, prior to merging, uh, I forgot the, the name before Nicola, but there's there was a name for the SPAC itself something um i forget it was, it was, it was there was something and uh they were about ten dollars and 34 cents as you can see and that was what uh february 20 uh, february 26 2020 and there was a little bit of, of uh, a little bit of uh, uh run up in march but then it came back down and it's training um uh in between it looks like ten sixty five and eleven twenty two and it did that for a while so <clears throat> right here they just this was a letter of intent this blip but we've also we also had a market correction right at that time so things uh got really messed up where uh they had the letter of intent that they were going to take Nicola public but then the stock market uh, had nosedived due to COVID and then people kind of forgot about it. So the intention hadn't changed. So they were, they, they had, they had the intention to bring Nikola to the public market. Um, some of you guys may or may not know of Nikola. Nikola was going to go after um, the EV sector, um, targeting uh, companies like Tesla in the trucking industry they had a nikola truck uh, 18 wheeler and it was going to use hydrogen um, as opposed to uh, full electric and they had a pickup truck as well and so they had this whole business they had these prototypes built uh, nikola truck pickup truck and they were going to have a you know charging infrastructure and so they haven't produced any vehicles they had produce these prototypes and they had this vision and they want to go public so could they have gone public on their own without a SPAC yeah but because they they really don't have any revenue and because they don't have any sales right because they haven't produced these at a mass scale yet or even at a, a a small scale and so the the markets would have like really just you know uh, slapped them silly because they had no earnings um and you know you can you survive without earnings yeah uh, people really buy into the vision um there's a lot of companies trading well above their earnings uh such as tesla 
there's a lot of companies like Tesla that are not as profitable or not profitable at all, but we fa- we we factor in the future earnings and so same kind of story here. So this thing uh market corrects um a little bit after April once we find out the Fed is going to back up everything and start buying up uh treasuries and issue and, and liquidate the markets. And so you have this run up in uh May uh going up to 30 and uh caught a lot of people on his attention and, and and at that point they had confirmed the merger and uh i'd I'd say based on my own uh, uh personal experience i think the ceo of nicola he was really um very passionate and he was uh they had a great pr team they were all over social media and they were all over TV networks, um, and they were really coming after Tesla, and so people really bought into uh, the vision, and it it, it soared. Uh, and you and you can look here; its highest day was June 9th at ninety three dollars and ninety nine cents. And so, why am I sharing this? Um, Spacs can go, as you can see, from ten dollars right up to ninety four dollars, but. As you can see, um, that was the last time um, they were uh, near that price point. Ever after that, the hype kind of died down. Other competitors start coming out that were going to do kind of challenge Tesla as well and come out with uh, their own products. And so we start seeing a lot of EV coming to the market and people start shifting their investment right there's no commitment that i have when i buy a share and you have to understand that as an investor and so at this point they still haven't produced a truck in terms of like they just started i think sometimes in the sometime in the summer they start introducing um their they start they, 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 they had broke the ground into their factory in arizona and so they are going to build their factory. So again, they're not even producing uh, trucks. They're just building a factory. And so as the picture started getting more clear um, and uh, people started to shift away, they did introduce, I think this there's a run-up here. And I think this run-up here in September was because they had partnered up with GM. That's what it was. Yeah, I remember. And GM was going to uh, produce their truck for them. Uh, and, and and they gave GM, I think, 5% of shares for free. You know, they didn't have to pay for it. And then, or they gave them like 5% equity in the company. I'm not sure how many shares or what that valuation worked out at that time. But anyhow, it did make them jump. And people got excited. And then that story didn't uh, really hold for too long. There was some some other news that brought it down uh, when people found out that the truck wasn't really functional, that they um, had some issues with it actually running on its own. And yeah, now you know it did did touch a it did re- it did reach a low of thirteen fifty in December, and. Uh, yeah, so it's a bit it's been a bit of a roller coaster here. 
So you can see that, you know, something that was trading uh, before the merger at 1042 here goes all the way to $94 and then has been all the, has been brought all the way back down and it's now trading at $24.43. So show you another example of a company called QuantumScape. Now this company, as you can see, is $9.74 here below the $10 and um then they they found they had found a company that they were going to take and that was quantumscape so again i forgot what the the spac name was before it merges so when they merge with the company they're bringing from the private market to public they do change the name eventually after um they they officially form uh the merge now you'll see it it it, it popped here to 22 dollars once a letter of intent to merge was introduced and people found out that QuantumScape was a company, a battery uh, technology company, and uh, it has investments from Bill Gates and other um, high profile individuals. So that shot it up from, you know, $10 to $25, uh, as you can see, once they announced it. Uh, before market, I remember this company when it was announced, and uh, then the hype died down, went all the way back to twelve, and then when the story got clear as to exactly what they are able to do, um, they are able to create these. I believe, I mean, don't hold me to this, but solid state batteries, uh, basically giving you more um, power when you need it. So, so if you got an electric car. And you need, you know, a lot of RPM, um, you like you're going up a hill or you're pulling something heavy. And they had this technology that will hold a charge longer, give it the power a vehicle needs, especially when it comes to like heavy trucks, uh, like a commercial. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's a battery company. And when people start understanding the technology and it's and it's it, it is a fascinating company. Uh, the only problem is they don't make any money, right? They, they right now, for right. So you're you're really investing in a company that is uh, for the future, and uh, and others understood that, and they rode the wave, the EV wave, and it went as high as here, one hundred thirty-two dollars and seventy-three cents. Now, after that, it's kind of died down, um, and a lot that a lot of that has to do because you know there's other companies coming out now. With better, but maybe better or just as good battery technology. So, and yeah, another roller coaster, I guess you could say. You you buy at ten, you go as high as one thirty two, and now you're back down to forty six. And who knows? This is a, uh, this is just, maybe this is just the beginning of it going all the way back down to twenty two. But you know, the the problem with SPACs is you don't really know the company. Uh, it's really fast, right? So you you unless you know quantum i don't know i didn't know quantum quantumscape uh prior to its merger i find the companies that are well known um they do pretty they do a little bit better uh, so uh nicola never heard of them before the merge and i've never heard of quantumscape and so if you did you kind of have a background of like you know how good they are and uh, the potential and so on and so anyhow long story short uh, maybe this is just the beginning of 
you know, a downward trend or this is just uh, it goes up here. It goes up from here. Who knows? Maybe this is the new bottom. But uh, I'll give you one last example, um, and that is uh, DraftKings. DraftKings, you might have seen their ads. Um, sports bet. Um, so like usually NBA games, when I'm watching NBA games, they tend to have DraftKings commercials. So um, same thing here. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a SPAC as well. Um, started off at, you know, $10 and sports betting is the future, uh, especially online. And as the United States relaxes, um, some of the gambling uh, laws for sports betting and so on and other countries, you know, will follow. And yeah, I think it has a promising future. And this is a, a, a good a good SPAC, I guess. You know, it's had its roller coaster moments, but uh, with uh, investments from Michael Jordan and they brought on other high profile people, uh, they're doing OK. And again, it's it's something that you just have to take into consideration that all SPACs are not perfect. Um, those that have um, a brand established prior to the merger tend to do better. But again, that's the whole purpose of a SPAC, right? You're taking companies that w may have uh, an unknown brand, but great technology. But it's, for, it's you know, you're responsible to uh, do that research. Now, a lot of people got excited um, when the announcements make. They buy, they ride it. One trend that I do see is always... Uh, leading up to the merger, uh, you will make money, the, the excitement. Um, and then once the merger happens, a lot of people do sell. And then I find that it does go down quite a bit. And after it's gone down, typically you'll, you'll get a new low, in my opinion, depending on how bad the company is, though. Um, I'm trying to find one crazy one. Um, yeah, here you go. This is a crazy one here as well. Um, start off at 10. Letter of, letter of intent signed. Goes up to the 30s comes all the way back down below 20 goes as high as 58 or more i think here 58 dollars and here we are back down to 15 and this is a this is a good company again a company that i've i would never have known if, um and they probably wouldn't do uh, they probably wouldn't done uh, that great if they had gone public on their own and what they do is basically they convert existing trucks uh into uh they clean energy, uh, so they 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 swap out your transmission, and install batteries, and then they use um, I believe it's uh, hydrogen, and and then they store the um, energy produced into the batteries, and so it cuts emissions. Uh, but the, and their focus is just on big transport trucks, and so again another spac, you know roller coaster, so. Are SPACs good? Yeah. Can you make money from them? For sure. Uh, you know, if you had sold at these peak, uh, uh, these peak moments, uh, you could have made money and, and, and bought back in later. 
um, it's 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 tough. Um, I would uh, research as much as you can before jumping in. A lot of people do get excited, and um, there's a lot of rumors out there. And so I'll give you another example. Uh, one last one, and this is this is a crazy one. This is uh, a more recent one. It was trading under uh, just about ten bucks. All of a sudden, letter and intent to merge rumors come out. Letter, uh, really, no letter and intent. Actually, I take that back. This is just basically rumors have come out, and people have said that they're going to merge with Lucid Motors. So imagine this. You know, this is you're you're now you've tripled your money, and they haven't even they haven't even issued a letter of intent to merge with uh, Lucid Motors, and so. This is just based on YouTube and social media rumors, and you're up at uh, it went as high as thirty thirty five eighteen here, and uh, now it's sitting at twenty nine forty nine, and so yeah, you can make money from these. Just uh, they're very volatile uh, because a lot of it just uh, a lot of things are unknown. So, Lucid Motors, privately held company. We don't know its financial picture. We don't know uh, if they have a... We don't know their balance sheet. None of this because they're privately held. So, you you jump into these SPACs, ride the hype, and then most likely after the merger has been done or the letter of intent, it probably will go down a little bit and then ride back up again to the merge and then after the merge most likely it'll go down when they realize the company doesn't sell any cars or when they realize that the company doesn't have a factory yet or they're just, they're going to just start building your factory there and then you know when the, when the information starts coming out and the investor starts examining this and that, that, that and so another thing too is institutions so the big institutions they don't touch these typically they don't get involved in SPACs it's rare that they do. If they do get in, um, I'd be comfortable. Um, so those are the kind of things I look for. Um, here's a company called Fisker. Um, this is this is held by institutions. And this is a crazy one too. Um, let me show you this. This is a crazy. This is a crazy roller coaster. Ten dollars goes crazy. Fisker was an original electric. Uh, car manufacturer that went bankrupt uh, before tesla and they were just, just they were just too early to the game they had a they had a a real you know long-term vision um but uh with the trump administration that really didn't see the vision of like uh, going green and so uh it, that didn't help and uh, they weren't able to secure investment and uh, they ended up uh, going bankrupt but um Akon, the the rapper, I know he was he had a Fisker. I think he still does. They're they're rare. They're out there. Um, nice cars, well made. But uh, they decided to make a comeback, and so Fisker went through a spac. They didn't want to go public because they didn't have anything built. They had prototypes. This thing went all the way up here, as you can see, to twenty one dollars. Came back down, and then this went all the way back down to $8.70. And that's where the institutions start gobbling up a lot of the shares. 
Um, they 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 do those kind of scare tactics, but if you look at the institutional holdings on this, it's uh, pretty high. So institutions, they look at you know again management and Henry Fisker, um, well known, like I said, produced the first uh, electrical um, car uh, that was like you know, made available to the public and uh, unfortunately didn't work out the last time, but institutions are obviously uh, in bed with him because they, they, they know um, he's serious and he can get the thing done. So that's important to them because the institutions, have, you know, they hold the, a lot of money uh, that doesn't belong to them, but more so their clients and they don't want to make any mistakes with that. So they do look at experience. Another example is PSTH. Um, this is a SPAC owned by Bill Ackman. Now, this one's a bit more unique. Instead of $10, he started it at $20. Bucks. Um, this is one that has been held by a lot of institutions. Uh, 80, 80% or 70 to 80% is held by uh, institutions. And so uh, that is something to follow um, as well. And keep in mind that if the institutions are in, typically it's a good story, uh, a bit more stable. Retail investors are the ones that make things rocky, right? Institutions, though, when they own 70, 80% of the sh outstanding shares of the total shares, this thing ain't moving, right? It may, you know, go down a couple dollars here and there, but I can assure you, and, and, you, and you can see whenever it, it does uh, try to go down, um, you'll see these, these bars. I'm not sure if you can even see this. Yeah, you can. You'll see these bars here along the bottom and the volumes um, it's the volume of transactions is there right the, anytime it goes on discount uh, institutions are there um, and uh, yeah so SPACs are good um, they volatile they are volatile you got to babysit them a bit more just because you, there's a lot of things that are unknown um and so that's pretty much it um i don't really have much more to say on SPACs. hopefully you know it's been a it's been enough information um for you to kind of like uh, decide on you know upcoming SPAC opportunities i've put a list together of upcoming SPACs. again take a moment to visit the website find out what they're targeting who the people are um, and what they've done in their past to justify them uh, uh, having your money uh, so if uh, uh, there's a there's a SPAC run by again I said Master P and Baron Davis you look at their track record Master P is a businessman um, Baron Davis uh, although a basketball player has been um, an active investor in the Silicon Valley space so um, you know, investing in them uh, and their target, they were, I think they were targeting Reebok, if I'm not mistaken, with their SPAC. Is that something you want? Do you see, you know, a future in Reebok coming back? Um, and you'd, you'd, you'd make that call. And so, but they, they do disclose the sector that they're targeting, but they don't tell you the company. Uh, they don't give that away until they can make it happen and negotiate the deal. But anyhow, I'm not going to take up any more time. That's what SPACs are. You got questions? Send me a message or post it to anybody else. I'm sure um, they've come across backs and they'll be uh, willing to help. All right. Take care.